Do you think you repeat the same words all the time? And maybe you feel that your vocabulary is a little bit basic. Maybe you think you're always looking for this word, the right word, but you can't find it. Or maybe you listen to your colleagues and you think, how do they know all the good words and I don't? Well, today I want to focus on vocabulary and I want us to enrich and broaden the words that you're using, especially when you're talking about problems. Because let's be honest, being at work is often about solving problems. And this is the thing. A lot of people use a very limited range of vocab when they want to talk about solving things, to solve a problem, to fix something like a problem or maybe an issue with a system. And it's not always the best choice. There are other ones that sound really natural and they're really common to use, but I don't think that people use them enough, which is why I wanted to focus on this with you today. So that is what is on the agenda. And don't forget to stay until the end for a word structure or a phrase that hardly anybody uses but everybody should. Hello and welcome to Anna Wittuen's English Podcast. This podcast is designed for Spanish-speaking professionals who want to feel confident speaking English at work. Every week for 20 minutes, I give you my best tips, guidance, and advice as an expert business English coach to help you have more career freedom and not feel like English is dictating your options and helping you be the best professional that you can be because I know that's really important to you whether you want to get a new job, you want more responsibilities and you're preparing for that, or maybe your next objective is to work in a company where it's 100% in English. Or perhaps you just, you just feel like you need to improve. You're lacking confidence somewhere and you just want to get better with the work that you already do in English. Either way, you are in the right place. If this is your first time listening to the podcast and you love the episode, you find it useful, or maybe you've been listening for a while and you'd really, really like a summary after each episode of the vocabulary that I use, of some of the words that you hear and you're like, wow, I'd really love to put that in a sentence, then make sure you sign up to the Anna Wichuen's newsletter. The link is in the description box. And what you're going to get every week is a rundown of some of the interesting vocabulary, more examples, some translations. So it's really going to help you consolidate what you hear on the podcast and give you the best chance at using the stuff that you hear when you're out there in your job. And the best part is there's no charge. It's free. So there's absolutely no reason not to. Again, the link is in the description box for that. Before we move on, I am going to do a shout out to someone. Unfortunately, you didn't leave your name, so I will have to credit you as someone who bought me a coffee and supported the podcast. Thank you so much for your donation. Much appreciated. And if you want to support this podcast with a donation, you can also find the link in the description box. Let's get started on our topic today. And this episode is inspired by my wonderful clients who I work with every day and I noticed that they were 
always using specific verbs to describe specific situations. And I thought, you know what? It's not always the best choice. And the verb that they were using a lot was the verb fix, to fix things. Great verb, no complaints, does what it says on the tin. It's clear, it's fine. But it's not always the best choice in all situations at work. Yeah, we can fix things, we can fix a problem, we can fix something that's not working, but there are also some other common actions that we do at work. And the reason I wanted to talk about this as well is this is really, these pieces of vocab I'm going to talk about today are really, really, really common. So I'm pretty much 99% sure that you might have to use them at some point, which means win-win, right? We can have a look at them today and hopefully you're going to feel more comfortable using these out there in your job. Now, you may listen to some of the pieces of vocabulary today and think, well, yeah, but Anna, these are really basic pieces of vocabulary. I already know these words. Yeah, but do you use them? Do you use them correctly at the right moment? And do you use them consistently? Perhaps they're easy to understand, but do you use them as well as you understand them would be my question. And I often find that sometimes with these more basic, common pieces of vocabulary, people understand them no question about understanding it, but then when it comes to actually using it, there's a bit of a gap. So that's why I want to have a look at these ones today. And as a side note, these are all phrases, words, most of them are phrasal verbs, to be honest, today, that people actually use. I'm not going to show you, I'm not going to talk about phrases that people never use or they're really obscure because there's literally no point. You need to be learning things that are common, that come up a lot, that are going to give you more bang for buck, right? If you learn them, it's a good investment of your time because you're going to have to use them more. I'm not going to show you obscure things that hardly ever come up. I just don't think it's worth, it's not worth your time. What we need to be focusing on are the big hitters, the things that come up a lot and the things that you're going to have to use a lot. Let's start looking at phrasal verbs that are to do with problems, situations, Now, as I said before, a really common one that people will throw at me is fix, to fix a problem, to fix a situation. And it's okay. We can also fix something that's not working properly, which is a really good fit if we're talking about a machine, for example, or a problem with the system. But when we've got a situation, there are other options that are really nice to use here. Number one, the highly, highly underused phrasal verb, which is sort out, solucionar. It's easy to understand, right? I mean, I'm sure you've come across this phrasal verb before, but do you use it? To sort something out, an issue, a problem, a situation. The second one here is deal with. Again, not rocket science. You've probably come across this one before, but do you use it? Now to deal with has a couple of meanings here. It means to talk with people or or meet people, especially as part of your job. For example, who do you have to deal with on, on a daily basis? I have to deal with my clients. Maybe you have to deal with board members. Maybe you have to deal with the public. For example, doctors have to deal with the public on a, on a daily basis. However, it also means to take action in order to achieve something or in order to solve a problem. Perhaps it also means making a decision about something in order to solve a problem as well. 
Maybe you've got an angry customer, an angry client, and you need to deal with the situation, meaning you need to find a resolution to that. Or maybe you're part of the HR team and you've got a really difficult situation with a manager and employees and you need to deal with that in order to solve the problem. Maybe that means making a decision. Maybe it means coming to a resolution, whatever it is. So there's kind of two meanings there of deal with. And I'm really looking at the second one today. A nice way to think about it as well with deal with is like you're giving your attention to something in order to solve it or make a decision. And I guess the next question would be, well, what's the difference between deal with and sort out? Well, they can kind of be used interchangeably in some contexts, but I was thinking about this. And for me, sort out is, especially when something's like messy, uncoordinated, all over the place, in a literal and figurative sense. Like, imagine you've got like a project and everything's just all over the place. People don't know what they're doing. People haven't updated the project plan. It needs to be sorted out because people need to know what they're doing so that you don't miss any deadlines or so that nothing kind of is overlooked. Maybe you've got an issue with tech across different countries and it's finding it really hard to communicate and connect together. Well, it needs to be sorted out. That's an issue. It's messy. It's uncoordinated. Things are not working properly. You need to sort it out. Equally, you could say you need to fix it, right? But we're trying to use some different ones other than fix. Now, actually, as well, it's important to note here that people don't always say out. They might say, I've sorted it. Or can you sort it? Which is essentially the same thing. It's saying, can you sort it out? And if somebody says to you, it, it's all sorted, don't worry. They're saying it's it's resolved. It's been solved. We've found the solution. It's, it's all sorted. Again, it's all sorted out. It's exactly the same thing. And then deal with, for me, it's like a situation to deal with a difficult situation with a customer or a client. So there are nuances between them although we can sometimes use them almost interchangeably, meaning to solve a problem, come to a decision about something or take action, but always in order to solve a problem, right? And that's basically what people do at work, right? We, we solve problems, lots of problems all the time. So this is very, very relevant. An important note here as well is a lot of people say, take care of to me. They're like, I really need to take care of a few things tomorrow at work. And whilst this isn't incorrect, we actually, I would say, in my personal opinion, we don't use take care of very much in this context. It's definitely not as common as in Spanish where you'd use atender. It's really not as common in English to use take care of in this context. We do use it in the context of saying cuidar, which would be look after or take care of. Yes, we do. But when we're talking about tasks and probably much more likely to use deal with rather than take care of, or maybe we would just use do. I've got a lot of tasks to do tomorrow, or I've got a lot of tasks to review. I don't know, but it's just not as common. It's just not as natural in English as in Spanish. It's not wrong. It's just not as natural and it's not as common. What are some other common actions that come up? Well, maybe if we've got a problem and I'm going to focus on this today because I think it's really useful. 
maybe you want to find out what's happening, find out what's going on. Or maybe you've got a real issue and you need to figure out why something is happening. And I guess you're probably sitting there now thinking, yeah, but what's the difference between find out and figure out? It's a really, really good question. And it's actually quite a confusing point because in Spanish, you can say the same thing, right? You can say averiguar. And we can translate both of those. We can translate averiguar as find out and figure out depending on the situation. So I'm just going to do a quick explanation here to help you try and distinguish between the two. Now, also, I'm eliminating from this equation find out meaning enterarse, which is something different, a different category. Okay, so it can mean that, enterarse. So you could say, oh, I found out yesterday. I found out about it yesterday. I found out from John. But we're putting that in a different category. Okay, here we're talking about averiguar. Okay, just so we're all on the same page. So what's the difference? Well, if you want to find out what's happening... What we're really doing there is, is and then there, we, we want to understand what's happening, but we need to maybe ask somebody or speak to somebody or, or call them up. Remember, call up is just exactly the same as call. It doesn't really make any difference. There are some phrasal verbs in English with the preposition that don't really make much difference whether you have the preposition or not. Up is, 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 is one of them. So to call somebody up, maybe just to find out what's going on. Maybe you need to look at some data, um, see if there's anything going on there. But once you've done that, you, you understand the issue. So maybe you just need to speak to somebody and, and find out what's going on. They're going to tell you and then you're going to have the answer. Job done. Or maybe you just look at some data. You're not sure why something is the way it is. So you go in, you look at the data, you get your answer. The key thing is that you don't have to use your brain, really. There's no brain power required, right? You just have to speak to someone, you just have to pick up the phone and speak to someone then you've got the answer. Or you just have to log in, look at some data, you've got your answer. So you found out what the problem is. You didn't have to do any brain power to get there. You just had to sort of spend a bit of time, do a bit of admin. You've got your answer. But if you've got to figure out what's going on, well, yeah, you have got to apply some brain power. You've got to look into the issue. Maybe you speak to people, but you don't really get the answer. You've got to think about it. Maybe not just you singularly, maybe with your team as well, but you've got to think, what is going on here? Maybe you have to do a calculation. Maybe you have to sit down with people and do a brainstorming because the answer isn't obvious. You've got to apply some brain power. You've got to think about it. And maybe even then you can't really figure out what's going on. Maybe even then the problem is still a bit of a mystery. So the difference there, and I hope that illustrates it for you, is if you find out what's going on, you don't have to use any brain power. You get your answer very easily just by speaking to somebody, calling somebody up, looking at some data or whatever. But if you have to figure out what's wrong, you've got to apply some brain power. You've got to think about it, reflect on it. You've got to talk to people. Maybe you've got to do a calculation. You've got to use your brain. The information is not on a plate for you. Let's do a quick recap before we finish today. And the key thing that I want to get across to you is that fix is a great verb, but it's not necessarily the best verb to use in every situation. And there are some other options available to you as well. You can sort out a problem. You can deal with a problem or a situation. 
And it's really a lot less common in English to say to take care of something. It's really common in Spanish, but not so much in English. So I would recommend avoiding it if you can or trying to use some different options. Although I would be able to understand you if you used it. So it wouldn't necessarily be an understanding problem. It would be a, it's not a very natural problem, which is arguably less important. Maybe if you have a problem, but you're not really sure what to do, you might want to find out what's going on, in which case you don't need to use your brain power. You don't need to use a lot of effort. Maybe you just need to speak to somebody, call somebody up, look at some data, and then you've got your answer. On the other hand, maybe it's really a difficult situation and you're not really sure what's going on, in which case you need to figure out what the hell is going on. You need to use your brain power, you and your team, your department, you need to sit down and think what is going on. Maybe you need to do a session or, or whatever, but you've got to think about it. It requires brain power. Shall we wrap it up today with a word, structure or phrase that hardly anybody uses, but everybody should? Today, I've got a word which I noticed that I use a lot when I speak on the podcast and when I'm in my sessions. And I was like, I don't think anybody uses this, but it's good vocab. I, I like it and I use it a lot. And that is equally. Now, this is one of those things. Now I've told you about it. You're not going to, you're going to notice it all the time. Every time I say it, you're going to notice it. We have a saying in English, which is like, once you notice something, you could never stop noticing it. Once somebody's told you about something like, you know, like a, a bad habit that somebody does, it's like, you can never, you can never unsee it. We say as well. In, in English. Now, equally means different things. And what I want to focus on is one specific meaning of equally. Now, equally obviously means sharing things to the same degree. For example, you can divide the tasks equally. That's a fair thing to do in the team. It could also mean just as well as or just the same as. For example, this job could be done equally well by a computer. And what I'm saying is it could be done just as well as a computer. Or maybe I might say these two factors are equally important, meaning the two factors are as important as each other. But the one that I'm really interested in today, and this is the one where I use it the most, is when I'm using it contrasting as another way to say on the other hand. And the way that I would use this, I think most commonly is but equally. Success is really important, and I'm sure it's important to you and me and a lot of people, but equally a good work-life balance is going to help you feel better. So again, I could have said success is important, but on the other hand, your work-life balance will also make you feel happier. A good work-life balance, I should say. You have to distinguish, right? We don't just say work-life balance on its own. We say a good work-life balance or bad work-life balance. They needed his help, but equally they didn't trust him. I'm trying to do what's best, but equally I've got to consider the cost. So we're using it there as another way to contrast, as another way to say, on the other hand, I'm not saying it's as common as on the other hand, but it's also another way that you can contrast. And I thought you'd really like that one because it's a little bit more advanced, a little bit more, yeah, it just sounds good. Something to add in there, something to vary it a little bit and not always feel like you're saying the same things for contrasting, like even though, despite, on the other hand. So it gives you another thing to play around with. 
I hope that episode was useful for you today. I hope you took something away from it that you can put into practice tomorrow or next week or whenever. The really important thing is that you try to use the things that you learn on the podcast as quickly as possible. Not everything, but try and pick one or two things that you like that you think you can use and go with those and try and practice those and put them into context in your own in your own job and in your own work. Don't forget that if you really like the podcast and you want to get a free summary of some of the most interesting and advanced vocabulary that I use every week, you can sign up to the newsletter. And if you want to get the one about this week's podcast, you need to make sure you sign up by 10 a.m. on the Friday that I release the podcast. The link is in the description box. It's got all the information in there. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.